Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined with Jason Shearer, Jacob Franklin, the venerable Jason, uh, or Jason Franklin, Jacob Franklin in the background, making us cool. Hello, Shearer. Long time no talk. It's been a minute. It has been. I miss you. All right. So we were we're going to talk a lot of U of A football because while Shearer was a dummy and sat in the sun, Lamont Lovett and I went and we sat up in an area where the sun wasn't beaming down and Shears said he didn't want to do that. So, again, take it for what it's worth. Right. Shears, that was a terrible idea. I was in the shade. We moved down to the shade. No, you didn't. That's a very bad idea. Shears lying now just to try to save face. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Now you are, dude. I'm sunburned as well. All right. Now we got a lot to get to. Again, we're going to talk football. We are going to talk uh, conference realignment, but – First, we need to talk some Arizona basketball. We got to watch this team uh, uh, streaming, obviously, in their first game in, uh, in Israel. And my big takeaway from this is that Keisha Johnson is a monster. And uh, Arizona hasn't had anybody like him in the Tommy Lloyd era. Yeah, I mean, I, I take competition into account and all that. But, man, sure. Keisha, he looked good, right? Like, he was running right. a transition. I, I think he might have had 10 dunks. Uh, was blocking shots, was defending, was clearly one of the leaders on the team vocally. Uh, he was just awesome to watch. And you nailed it. Like, Azulis Dubelas is obviously really, really good, but he's nothing like Kashaw Johnson in terms of what they bring. Um, they're not similar at all. And, and really, uh, you know, Arizona hasn't had a super athlete since at the four since, I mean, it's been a while, right? Aaron Gordon? Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing with Keyshaw Johnson, too, is that he is, um, I think, you know, everybody keeps mentioning, oh, well, you only only averaged seven and five last year at San Diego State. Keep in mind, San Diego State's idea, though, is first one to 30 wins. I think that he's going to be something like 14 and eight just by running the court itself right there, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, there's another national guy that tweeted, like, Keyshaw Johnson's going to be considerably better on offense at Arizona. I mean, it's. It's going to be night and day. Uh, he didn't really touch the ball on offense. It was they get a couple of steals and he would score, and that would be that. I mean, we saw him hit a mid-range jumper from the free throw line that Tommy Lloyd had no issue with him shooting. I don't even know if he would have taken that shot at San Diego State. And just the sheer volume of getting up and down in transition, if he scored 14 points a game this season, it wouldn't surprise me at all. 
And a lot, like I said, a lot of that's just off hustle and whatnot. But you know what's also great about him? Keyshaw Johnson sets the tone out there. This has not been a tough team in recent years, and he is all about toughness out there from rebounding to running the court to blocking shots. Again, it's something that we haven't seen here. Yeah, and it's like if there's a loose ball, I don't have to worry about anyone diving for it. I know Keyshaw Johnson's going to dive for it. Right. Um, you know, he's drawn fouls and – uh, he's tough. He's athletic. I mean, he's just fun to watch. Like, he's going to be a fan favorite right away because of the energy that he brings. And, you know, you know, and, and we said this with Caleb Love and, and Kashad and all that. These guys aren't getting punked, right? right? Like, there were some guys on the team last year that they pumped Princeton. They got punked. punked. Yeah, and, and I don't think that these new additions are are in that same vein. All right. One player that we need to talk a little bit about that I thought was very disappointing, not because of his play, but we've heard rumors about it. And Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo. He has not been a leader of men when it comes to uh, his conditioning this offseason. I don't understand how you can go into your senior year, especially with all kinds of different avenues at your uh, disposal to play professional, pro- play professionally, and you come in woefully out of shape. I don't understand how that happens, especially to a senior year. Yeah, you know, I think part of it, in, in I, and I'm not suggesting Tommy Lloyd stop it, but these guys go to faraway places during the summer. Right. And Marbala went to Africa once or twice, and no one's really – watching him you don't know how much basketball he's playing it's it's hard to keep track right like you you can call him and say hey i hope you're doing this this and this but at the end of the day you, you're not there with him and and I, and I think it's it's very clear that some guys played a lot of basketball this summer and and some guys probably didn't and i think that umar you know thankfully it's only august we'll see what he looks like in a couple months at the red and blue game or next month at the red and blue game but um, yeah, I mean, that that to me is is disappointing. You know, you would have liked to see him come in in the best shape of his life. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what he looks like in a month. But today it was very clear that he's not where he should be at this point. And one, uh, and I'm just saying, you might be, uh, you might be playing with fire here because Montias Crevis is a monster, and he's going to play. And if Umar Ballo's giving you a reason not to play him, Crevis is going to hop right in there. Crevis is Crevis is the goods. Yeah, Crevis is legit. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I know he didn't score a ton today, but, you know, he blocked a shot early. He, he was rebounding. He's huge. He can hit mid-range jumpers at 7-2. Uh, he's got it all. I mean, he is really, really good. And there's going to be some growing pains with American basketball and all that, but uh, he is not a bust as you thought he would be. Oh, that's that's a Mike Luke-type <laughs> remark right there. Sure feels good to say stuff like that, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, all right. Your boy, your boy. What about your boy? He played pretty well. You know, go ahead. Dylan? Go ahead. He was all right. We're going to talk about Dylan right now, as a matter of fact. Your guy, Cody James Martin, keeps saying, trying to push out this rumor that Dylan Anderson stinks. He doesn't. Cody James Martin stinks. Um, when it comes to Dylan Anderson, though, I thought Dylan looked fairly good. I thought he looked confident out there. I thought that uh, he didn't look out of place. Again, it was bad competition. But I was cool with what I saw from Dylan. The problem with Dylan today was there are no problems with Dylan. He very much took the mentality of these are the first touches in a game I've gotten, and I'm shooting the damn basketball. Right? I like, like that, though. Well, the first shot he had, it did it come. I mean, it missed the rib by like five feet. And you're like, oh my gosh. But he had other plays that were nice. He showed nice touch around the basket. 
Um, you know, he he needs to pass a little bit more, and but an established position that way. But uh, look, I don't think he's going to play much this season, but I don't think he's some awful basketball player either. I think if he sticks with it and stays the course, uh, he could have a nice year or two at Arizona. Wait a second. Wait a second. That is far more than you've ever said before about how he could have a nice year or two. Is Shear starting to melt a little bit at the uh, heat of Dylan Anderson's shadow? No, no, because I still don't know where the playing time's coming from. Like, it's not coming this year. Next year, they're going to have Crevis, and you got to assume they're going to have another center uh, that we know they're recruiting. And then, you know, it, it's it's not going to be easy for him to get playing time. That's what I mean if he sticks with it, because it's going to be tough. It's not, you know, he's not a lock to start or anything in two years. But does he give up after this year and transfer to, like, Grand Canyon, or does he stay with it? Oh, that's a Duke Brennan shot right there. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, KJ Lewis, the question was asked about KJ Lewis' ankle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's some kind of lower foot ankle injury. I don't know if he'll play. I think the next game is Wednesday. I don't know, or Thursday. I don't know if he'll play. But it's nothing to worry about from what I've been And KJ is pretty good. Will you admit this year? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been fun watching him play today. All right. Now we got to talk about Paulius. Pauly M. On offense, Pauly M looks like Michael Jordan. Um, Paulie M was, uh, Paulie M was impressive out there offensively sheer. My first half was hilarious. He gets the dunk in transition. He hits the three without even breaking a stride. He's right. like, well, I mean, look, and, and I think people also got to remember Crevis and Morauskas, those guys were comfortable. This was FIBA international rules and a FIBA basketball that right. makes a difference. And so for those guys, this was a normal game, like their rules or everything. So they come in right away and they're awesome. And and so, you know, and, and they're comfortable. But Morales looked really good. And, and I know that he started a, somewhat of a slow start. But before he came to Israel in the States, that week of practice was his best by far. Um, and, and he looked really good today. All right. Um, Kylan Boswell, you and I have been talking about this a lot. Um, I think Boswell is going to be fine. I need to uh, need to preface that first. But the people that I think and maybe we fell into this as well. Um, that assume that he's just going to be in the NBA next year. That might have been a little bit premature because he he didn't look good. Uh, he didn't look good this summer. Um, you watch this game, and again, not overly impressive. You just don't see players in the NBA that look like Kylan Boswell. And if he's going to be Kylan, if Kylan Boswell is going to play in the NBA, he's got to really be putting out right there. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he has <laughs> he has he's had his moments. At the FIBA the summer where he looked really good and then other ones where he looked awful. He started off really slow today, but in the second half, he was really good. But, yeah, like you mentioned, I, I think people have to realize what an NBA point guard looks like. And no disrespect to Kylan Boswell. I think they look like really De'Aaron good. Fox. Yes, I, I think he's really good, and I think he'll eventually play in the NBA. But the idea that he's a lock to leave after this year – Look, he may leave no matter what. That may be an internal thing. But in terms of quality of player being ready to play in the NBA, I just don't think it's that type of lock that we maybe thought it was a couple months ago or the end of last season and all that. All right. Speaking of lock, um, we need to talk about Philly B. Um, This was a tough one for me right here. Now, many people don't know that Sheer and I have a bet about who scores more collegiate points at the U of A, Philly B or Conrad Martinez. This was not a great outing for Philly B, even though Philly B got the start. I'm still all in on this bet, but Philly B's got to show me a little bit more next time. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny because Philly B scored like 11 points or something. But again, like people got to realize it, and I didn't write about it because I didn't write about everyone, but people got to realize like where that 11 points is coming from. Like Philly had one where it's like a turnaround three, which is great. Awesome. Glad you're shooting it. He's not going to like, you got to think who is he better than to get minutes, right? Like, where are his minutes? Is he taking minutes from Jaden Bradley, Caleb Love, Kylan Boswell? He's not. Like, he's just not going to get those minutes. So, I think he's. I think he's going to be a five-year player that is a long-time practice player, has a great time here at the U of A, and quite frankly, there is nothing wrong with that. That was Jacob Franklin's college career as well. You did you like Conrad a little bit though? Just a little bit. Not, not, not bad. I still like where I stand on this bet. But I will give you this. I will give you this. There's not a world that exists where Conrad Martinez is six one. Oh, by the way, Dennis. Uh, correct. Oh, that was the other thing I was about to say. He's got. He looks like he's about five nine and a half. Yeah, I've seen him up close. He's he's about five nine. Okay, uh, Dennis Walsh right here. They, I've been rapping in the last couple things. Kylan is still creeping on a come-up. Woke up this morning with the thought of robbing a bank to get rich. Been 18 years since I've been paid, so give me that. How about that right there? It's very good. My rapping is – Oh, my God. That was really, really good. Um, plus, it's spontaneous. Anthony Humbert here with bad remarks. Anthony Humbert does not like Henry. I'm so upset that Henry didn't play. That is called sarcasm right there. I will say this year, tell me if I'm wrong. I think there's a legitimate chance that uh, um, that Dylan could uh, surpass Henry in the, uh, in the on the depth chart. It's uh, it's a competition I've got an eye on. You know, Henry's ankle is better, so it sucks. He actually didn't play because he had the flu. Um but yeah, I mean, I would have liked to see the play. It's it's interesting, you know. I'll give you that. Are you? Uh, let me ask you this: Are the good folks at twenty four seven? Are they burned from previous um, uh, Euro evals like Henry? And so when you got a guy like Crevis that should be higher rated, they're like, ah, eh, we're just going to put him at like one hundred and thirty two because that guy looks a lot better than one hundred and thirty two. Yeah, uh, you got to keep in mind like there's there's new people at twenty four seven with new. Call out your employer right now, huh? Call out your employer right now. Oh yeah. I hate 20, no, but yeah, it's just different philosophies. And some people feel less comfortable when they don't see a guy in person, but I said it right away that I thought Crevis and Morauskas should have been higher. And obviously I, I still do. And you thought Henry was about right at about 26 or wherever you guys had it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we're going to get into football here in a second, because all the people out there that could have been making fun of sheer bacon in the sun, you need to be out there. we got another practice coming up this Saturday, but first, Bet MGM. Sheer and I were going back and forth yesterday about this. Vegas is still wrong on the uh, five wins for the U of A. By the way, you can also do what Sheer did and bump it up on Bet MGM to six wins, and you can get generally at about two plus two fifty right there. We both like that bet. I put down forty dollars again. $40 right there to pay out 91 That's how big I'm going on this. But again, check out BetMGM. Sign up for BetMGM using bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses. That's for you, Cody James Martin. Check out the show notes for full details. And now let's hear the great Shane Diefenbach with a disclaimer. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Hmm. Thank you, Shane. We're going to get back to Shane here when he was talking about the U of A football wide receivers, a conversation that we had about a month ago with Mr. Diefenbach. Um, but first, oh, Pella Larson. Your man, um, Bruce Pasco, by the way. What about Bruce? What's up with Bruce? His first tweet was a big one just now. Bruce just tweeted the full box score. I need somebody, anybody out there, I need a picture of Bruce while this is going, while this game, these games are going on. Maybe we could, uh, I'm going to message somebody and get a picture of Bruce. Maybe somebody that's been sending me pictures of Bruce. I, but, um, I, but the reason I bring that up real quick as I'm looking is because uh, Kashad Johnson finished. You ready for this? It's Keyshawn. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 11 of 14 for 24 points and eight rebounds. And it I didn't did. look, yeah, all no, that's very good. I, and again, it didn't look fluky at all. Again, I get that these guys, the team they're playing sucks. I get all that. But you got to go a lot of times with what you see. By the way, I am going to give this one to you right here because I'm obviously biased. Questions about Pella Larson, uh, uh, All American. today. He had nine points. He missed like two shots. He was fine. All right. He still can't dribble, and it bothers me. Today was a it was a feeling out process. Like you, uh, you know, there there were some things that were interesting today. Like for instance, uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way because he didn't yeah, do anything do. bad. No, he didn't do anything bad. But did you even notice Jaden Bradley? Not at all. Right. Not and, at all. And, I didn't even like, have him in my notes. Right. Like he had nine points and four assists. Like he was fine. You just didn't really notice him. You know, okay. Caleb Love only took nine shots. <laughs> oh, by the way, B Cat right here. Says Crevis dribbles better than Larson. <laughs> That's oh, come funny. on. Crevis, our, our boy Crevis had 12 points, 11 boards, three blocks. I'm yeah, he's going to block a lot. He's definitely going to be leading this team in blocks as long as he's here. Crevis? Yeah. I don't know. It could be Johnson. Eh, it could be Johnson. Borowski's finish was 17 and 7. Your boy, Grant Whiteman, played a nice minute, two minutes and eight seconds, actually. Yeah, no, dude, we got to get Grant minutes because here's the thing. When Grant plays, they win, period. No question. Umar, right? Umar five points and seven rebounds. Um, I'm disappointed in Umar. And again, because we've been part of the Umar is a leader of men back the A movement here. We need Umar to get into shape because I was very sad by what I saw. Um, Real quick, can we credit my guy, my Orthodox Jewish brother on the Israel team? Dude, play with the yarmulke. He was he's good. He played he was in the G League. My, my, he had 30 points. He's legit. How does the Yamaka let me ask you this though, Sheer? There's How a does, clip. You put oh, a like a on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I used to do that when I had hair. Really? Okay. So they're all right. But it's impressive that it stays on while you're playing basketball, though. Yeah, you just clip it in. All right, cool. Well, good stuff. Okay. I'll bring all you right. one on next practice. All right. Now, when it comes to U of A football here, I'm just gonna say it right now. This team is good. They are really, really good. Not only is this team good, 
even the people in state are a little thrown off right here by how good some of these players are. Our good buddy Shane Diefenbach over at PHNX Sun Devils had no clue who T-Mac was. T-Mac is going to be one of the best wide receivers in the country this year, a guy that could be a first-round pick, along with Jacob Cowling, Montana Lamonius Craig, a whole plethora of pass catchers. I would like to see a more talented pass receiving unit in the entire country. There might be ones that are about the same, but I don't know that there's one that's clearly better when you factor in the tight ends as well, Sheer. So I, I pride myself. I, I watch a lot of call. I don't watch a lot of pros. You know this. I, since you had that conversation with me years ago, I now watch a lot more pro football. But <laughs> Real quick, we need to tell people about this story. So it's a very good story. I, watched, I was a casual viewer, very casual NFL viewer. So this is back when I was hosting at the radio before Rich uh, Rich came around. And um, we were having Shear on, and I'm like, all right, dude, it's NFL season now. We need to be able to uh, talk about the NFL. And Shear didn't uh, watch much NFL. So Shear then thought he was going to catch up on a – what, 35 years of ineptitude by watching every single game one Sunday and not leaving the couch. And Shelby is a, is a lovely wife, confirmed this. Sheer came in there much better than I expected. Sheer <laughs> watching 500 hours of football in one day was an impressive feat. Thank you. But I always watch, I watch a lot of college, right? And T-Mac didn't make the Belitnikoff award watch list. Right. 50 wide receivers made that list and T-Mac wasn't on it. So like, I don't understand what people watch and all that. Like it, it's weird to me. I, and look, I, I, I get it. There's a lot of good receivers in college football, but I've seen enough this spring. T-Mac is unguardable. Yes. Like I feel very confident in saying like, you cannot guard him one-on-one -on -one. teams are going to have to play zone or, or figure things out because He's just it, – it, it's he's faster and bigger and stronger than last year when he had eight touchdowns as a true freshman. Well, like and he had here's also, and eight touchdowns as a true freshman. And here's what's frustrating about it too. It's not like he came in here as a one-star recruit. He was a five-star recruit depending on the services. Everybody knew who he was. It's not like you're – you know, it's not like you, he should be catching people by surprise. That's the part to me that's wild about all of this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get it. And, and it's one of these things where I say, like, like there, you, if you took multiple players in Arizona and put them on Georgia, people wouldn't know what to do with themselves. T-Mac's one of them. Jonah Sabanea, like someone on our message board. Oh, he went at me about this and he's wrong. Yeah, I said he was wrong right away, too. Jonah's not a second-round pick. When Jonah leaves college. He's a first-round pick. Second-round pick. If he was on Georgia – You'd have people like Mel Kuyper, like wetting his pants. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it just, there's multiple guys like that. And so I, I would assume it's an Arizona thing because Arizona hasn't been that good. But if Arizona is good enough to make a bowl this season, you're going to see guys get the respect the the T-Macs, the Jonas, the Tanner McLaughlin's getting the respect that they, that they deserve. All right, here's why – I'm going to – hey, Jacob Franklin, we're going to make a short out of this right here coming up, so I better not mess this one up right here. But here – I already did mess it up, but I can I can go back and uh, correct it myself. Here's why, though, that I do believe that this team is well over five win, actually – Here's why I believe this team is over five wins, because the offense is absolutely fantastic. You were loaded at wide receiver. You got Cowling. You got T-Mac. You got uh, Montana Lamonius Craig. Then you got the tight ends, uh, Tanner McLaughlin, Key and Burnett, who we're going to get to. Then on the offensive line, 
as far as your five starters, it's about as talented as it gets. You've got two first-round picks probably on the line. And then on the defensive side of the ball, I know that the talent isn't great there. But, man, it feels a lot different watching Dwayne Aquina's unit out there, the way that they swarmed the ball. And I think he is a massive, massive improvement there just as far as being a coach, seeing everything. I am very bullish on this team. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at the O-line, and in the preseason we discussed how the most important thing was how fast Raymond Polito would adjust. Uh, it took two practices for him to take the starting job, and he will be starting there for the next three or four years. He, he is legit. And so I would actually say that, you know, if everything stays on that trajectory, you can make a case that you have three potential first-round picks on that offensive line. And it's not like Wendell Moe is a slouch. And Josh Baker is very solid. He's not like some of the other guys, but he's a very solid I, offensive lineman. Defensively, go ahead. No, 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 no. Defensively, you go ahead. Defensively, if, you go, if you go to a practice, you'll notice, like you mentioned, Akina, to me, he's, the, he's a co-defensive coordinator. I mean, they listen to him. They respect him. He's the loudest guy on the field at times. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, in the defensive line is bigger. And they're able to play multiple guys, and there isn't a drop off. I I like Arizona football a lot more at this point than I did at the same point last year. Are you pleasantly surprised from your initial observation about the Dwayne Aquina hire, Jason Shear? No, I <laughs> I I never said he wasn't a good coach. I said I didn't know how he would accrue. I, I will say this: his energy is insane. He had it's a, awesome. The other day at practice, Martel Irby didn't run out of play for whatever reason. It wasn't a big deal. But Dwayne Aquina ran and, like, sprinted the entire field while screaming, Irby, follow me. And Irby followed him. And, like, he basically almost beat Martel Irby in a race. Like, it was like it was insane. Right. And just kept going. And then he goes and he talks. And he's, he's awesome. When was the last time you went to Circle K? Be honest here. Don't just say today if you didn't go today. I got, I got gas there yesterday. All right. You went to Circle K. That's what we like to hear right there. Circle K is where it's at. A Circle K in Phoenix burned down. Did you see that? I did. This is a tragedy. Yeah, I know. Uh, somebody uh, tagged me in and said, hey, Circle K just burned down off like Grand Avenue or something. Jacob Franklin, can you look this up for me? Thank you. Um, yeah, but Could Jacob go there? Make sure everybody's okay. Yes, Jacob. Well, Jacob could probably just stand and look over the city of Phoenix right there and see everything that's going on. So I do not believe I do not believe that it was. A, I don't know if it was a Circle K or not. Do you know the fire I'm talking about? Jacob Franklin, get back in here. You can't <laughs> hop, you can't sneak attack and then leave. Watch this. I can add Jacob Franklin. Ah, I guess he can remove himself as well. Um, but uh, all right. But with Circle K, make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Check it out. Jacob's going to keep us updated on that one. I think it was off Grand Avenue. Is it Grand or Grandy Avenue? Because there's an E in it. That would be Grande, dude. Or Grande. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got Del Taco this morning, so there's my uh, there's my uh, uh, contribution. All right. We need to talk, though, about this offensive line because uh, Jed Fish made this point uh, before, and um, we're not used to seeing really good players on the offensive line. Generally, we're used to seeing guys that are okay. Everybody, Every offensive lineman for about the last 15 years to me feels like they're Peyton Fears, where it's like you're not – 
bad, but you're not good. This t- this lineup right here has three studs. Wendell Moe is going to be a starter as long as he's here. And Josh Baker for Portland Timbers out there, I do apologize. Josh Baker is good, by the way. I just don't put him in that same realm as the others. And and even beyond the starters, like Leif Magnuson has come a long way. I mean, Leif he actually got Magnuson has come a long way. Uh, he actually got run in the first practice as a starter. Rhino, true freshman, has looked great. Um, even the guys running the scout team, like Tylen Gonzalez and Elijah Payne, look like they have bright futures. And you know, it's it's impressive. And this Arizona offensive line is as good as it's been in a decade, probably at least. Like it's. I mean, I don't know how far back we're going to go. It's it's clearly better than anything Sumlin and, and probably Rich Rod had. And, and oh, so you know, know. it's close, dude. Can you imagine? Can you remember anybody like Big Jonah on the uh, on the Sumlin or Rich Rod offensive line? Yeah, we've had this discussion. The last lineman that you felt good about as an NFL player was Evan Britton. Yeah, and that's like and 2009. That's, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's insane. Like you like we'll go to first one or two round draft picks, and then we'll say Raymond Polito's a draftee also. So there's right. three guys on the offensive line that are going to get drafted. That's and, wild. And Wendell Moe's got some potential yeah, there. For sure. I mean, it's just wild to think about. All right. Now, I get a lot of people that ask me about Justin Flo, so I'm going to keep uh, bringing this up. Justin Flo definitely has a role on this team. There's no doubt about it. He's got a role, but Justin Flo is definitely limited. So he's not going to be an all-conference player. He's probably not an NFL. Well, he's definitely not an NFL player. But he can be a he can be a real contributor here. But people need to readjust their uh, their expectations because he does have some real limitations here. Yeah, Flo is. Nansen said it best. He was asked, you know, how is it trying to get Justin Flo to work within the defense? And Nansen said it's a battle every day right. <laughs> because. Right. If football didn't have schemes and you said, hey, Justin, go in the field and go kill someone and go get the guy with the ball, Justin flow first round draft pick. The problem is you got to understand time space. You know, you got to understand, you know, all that stuff. And he's just not very good at it. If you mix like Daniel Hamuli is very good at it. Like that is a, they're both going to play. It doesn't matter. Like this past week, Justin flow started more than Hamuli. The week before it was Hamuli. This week, maybe they split it. I don't know. Both those guys are going to play plenty. I think Flo has a role, but if it's like a passing down and it's like a third down, like it wouldn't surprise me if Flo's just not in there or if it's an obvious passing down. And, and that's because you have to put guys in their best position and Flo's just not that tight. We need to talk now about fam, Rayshon, Speedy Luke. Um, kind of the forgotten man in all of this. And again, for everybody out there, I, to my knowledge, I am not related to Speedy. Um, but... Um, Here's the thing. If he can hold on to the football, he's a problem, Sheer, because he's not just straight. We've seen guys here that are fast that just aren't good at football, like TJ Johnson. You know, players like that that just, whatever, you're just not good. Oh, boy, Bug Wright. Bug Wright. Perfect example. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, preferably you would prefer good at football. But (laughs) Rayshon Speedy Luke, fam, is football fast. And he is also just fast in general. He's got to hold on to the football and he's got to get the ball nine to 10 times a game because he's unique. Yeah, they got to get him the ball. But, you know, there are, Jed Fish basically for the first time said, look, this is why he's not getting the ball. He fumbles a little bit too much in practice. And he implied that uh, Speedy Luke's pass protection isn't great. But if he improves in those areas to the point, you know, you got to get him the ball. And, and I think that's what they did in the scrimmage. And 
to your point, you'll be happy. Jed said they're going to give them a very close look on returns this week. So they clearly want to get him the ball a little bit more. He's still got to earn it, but he's a guy like you get him in the flat. You give it to him on a screen pass. You give him a couple outside carries. Before you know it, he has 10 touches and you're good. All right. This is a frustration. Again, Jed Fish has been an A-plus hire. So this all needs to be uh, uh, put out there before then. Actually, first, you know what? As I'm prepping for this, let me tell you about Shady Rays first. Now, you might look at Mike Luke and say, dude, this guy's such a dork. This guy's a dweeb. But if you see me in Shady Rays, you might say, oh, the guy's actually a little cooler than I give him credit for. And it's not because of me. It's because of Shady Rays. So, again, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. This is for you, Cody Martin, asking about good deals here. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by everybody out there. Okay. I cannot get our, excuse me, 250,000 people, which is everybody out there. Um, I don't understand, and this is a big, this is a pet peeve of mine, the kick returning. You bring in somebody like Speedy Luke, fam, to return kicks. That's what he does. And again, Jed Fish is an awesome coach. He's done a great job. So this is all uh, whatever. Why are we just now talking about eh, maybe we should look at him possibly returning kicks when last year we had to watch Anthony Simpson fair catch everything, even if there was nobody within 20 yards of him? I don't understand this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't either. <laughs> no, I don't. And and I will say, I, I actually, I, I don't think Cowling is going to return kicks. I think it's going to be someone else. Uh, there's four guys. Speedy Luke is one of them. G7 is a uh, is another um I think Wiley and Kevin but I I I think it's going to wind up being G7 cuz he's explosive but you know you also got to keep in mind like punt returns and kickoff returns like times have changed they're just not as common like they're with the new rules you could take the fair catch and start at the 35 and punt returning and it's just different but yeah I mean it's I I wish it was a weapon or at least used more aggressively than it than it has been all right, so you agree because – all right, you agree with me on this year. I always agree with you, Mike. I'm all right. Now, H. Fuchs, 451. Uh, oh, one of these super snaps. I like these things. These super snaps are awesome. Um, or no, 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 not super snaps. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Super chats. Super chats. Is that right, Jacob Franklin? Oh, I see the big thumbs up in the uh, shady <laughs> background. Ask Jason why he didn't uh, talk about Philly B in his write-up. Sheer? You have- I don't talk about everyone in my – there's something else I did. Somebody asked that in the football scrimmage. There's a lot of guys. I didn't talk about Jaden Bradley. I didn't talk about uh, – Are we? So are you saying that Jaden Bradley's in Philly B's class then? Oh, no. I think he hopes he could get to Philly B's class, right? That's true. That's I, true. I, I, I'm very excited to see if it – Arizona should kill – I don't even know the roster of their team they're playing. I think they're playing the UAE All-Stars. The last game I'm, I'm curious about because I think they're going to play the, the Lebanon national team, which is grown men. Right. But you know, Philly B, I'll, I'll make you a deal. No matter what happens, next game, Philly B will be written about. It just it better be good, though, because no back, matter what, I'm writing about them. Back to U of A, uh, back to U of a uh, football here for a second here. Let me uh, let me put this one out there right here. Uh-oh. Is the, I don't believe that there is one position on offense that ASU is better than Arizona at on the offensive side of the ball for football. Jaden Delore is better than any quarterback that ASU has. The running game is better. 
the wide receivers are better. The offensive line is better. Across the board, this team is better at every single position than ASU. And I wonder when the last time that was there, Sheer. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Wide receiver for ASU is pretty good. I don't mm-hmm. think it's as top good as T-Mac. I, like, I think Badger's awesome. Guillory's good. Um, but I'd still take Arizona. From what I understand, ASU's offensive line has not had a good camp. We were just talking about Arizona's offensive line, running back room, quarterback. I'm still, yeah, it's wild to say. It's it's pretty – I mean, Arizona's offense as a whole should put up 35 points a game. Oh, do you – let me ask you this, Sheer. Do you think – because I don't. Are there 15 more naturally talented offenses in the country than Arizona? No. Absolutely That's not. where we're at right now, ladies and gentlemen. And, again, when I put that out there the other day, I meant it and so did you. If you didn't back the A then, don't back the A now. You can still show up to the games, but don't try <laughs> to act like you got some charter seat in the back the A movement. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not saying you can't back the A, but right. don't pretend like you've always backed the A. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where we're at. I like when I put that out there and, like, some guy tags Jed Fish and Dave Hickey in it. Okay, dude, like, what are we, do, what are we doing here? Um, but, again, the, this, is, uh, this, is a, this is a good football team. I didn't think last year was a good football team. I thought it was an improved football team. This year I'm saying this is a good football team. Yeah, this is a bull team, in my opinion. Um, right. You know what's kind of brutal is that the top 20 – and the only hesitancy I have, and I still think they make a bull, but the only hesitancy I have, Mike, is the top 25 came out this morning, as I'm sure you've already memorized it. Uh, Arizona has basically the hardest Pac-12 schedule. They're playing four Pac-12 teams that are in the top 20, but they get three of them at home. So really all they have to do is steal one of them. You got to steal one of them, and that's why we need these people there. Even if they're bandwagon back the airs, we still need you out there. Just don't sit front and center. Sit somewhere else, but we'll still take you. Um, by the way, Jose L. Roman Jr., uh, great name. Sounds like a politician. Um, Flo doesn't even have Scooby athleticism. No. Scooby was a force of nature, whether it was natural or not. Um, Scooby was a uh, Scooby was a force of nature out there uh, as far as his strength and his initial burst. Um, no. I, well, Flo's a freak athlete. Flo's more athletic than Scooby. But Scooby's stuff translated was- onto the field, though. Right. No, no. If we're talking pure athletes – flow is better if we're talking your ability to use your athleticism in a way to make an impact on the football field scooby was better oh, all right. i don't uh, i don't hate i don't hate that a freak. i mean he's, a, he's an absolute freak it's just you want to see him be able to use that sure how's your sleeping going uh awful it's always bad mike i don't sleep Ah, that's a good point. All right. Now here's OGs is here. Now Shear was worried. Shear was worried, but this is a gummy right here. Check this out. OGs. We highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can find their products at your local dispensaries. Must be 21 years or up. Enjoy responsibly. All right. Now here's the other great thing. You got all kinds of stuff. You got the fruits, red apple, watermelon, peach. Ben is a big fan of the fruits. We know that. And then also all of these Hall of Fame flavors as well. Great stuff. Check it out. Okay. Now, 
Um, let's talk a little bit about your article that you put out there, Sheer, uh, setting the record straight on uh, Pac-12 real Pac-12 realignment right there. And uh, essentially, it was that uh, Arizona was going to make this move, um, and that there was a lot of. Uh, well, I'll just let you. I'll just let you say it. Yeah, there was just a lot of BS in the last week. Everyone's pointing fingers and blaming others, especially the people doing that were the ones that were to blame in the first place. Uh, so I just wanted to, to set the record straight with a few things. ASU's role, Kirk Schultz's that role at Washington State, and then guys like Canzano that just lied to everyone throughout the entire process. And again, Dave Hickey, though, and then but on a brighter note, we need to talk about you giving kudos to your new buddy, Dave Hickey and President Robbins. Now, everybody knows out here that I backed the Dave from day one. Sheer is not backed the Dave from day one and a with a big a. But Sheer, they made the right decision and you have come around. This is correct. Yeah, I wrote an article saying they, they it wasn't it's not any. People say, look, at the end of the day, for me and you sitting on our couch, it's an easy decision. Just move to the Big 12. But there's a lot of pressure internally, externally. It is a very, very large decision that you're making. You're breaking off relationships and all that. So at the end, of, and I said previously that I, I didn't have confidence that Robbins had it in him. And, and clearly he did, and I was wrong there. And it's a very big decision and one that we clearly agree with. And they, they deserve credit for it. They're on a hot streak right now, Sheer. Look at it this way. You got the Tommy Gunn higher, A-plus higher. You got the Jed Fish higher, A-plus higher. And then you got the move to the Big 12, A-plus move. Three straight A-pluses, I kid you not. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right, all right. Now, let me ask you this. Dave Hickey, my guy, your new guy, how would you grade Dave Hickey's tenure now at the U of A, all things considered? I'll give him a B. Can I get a B plus? I'm not giving him an A. If that's what you're going for, because you can't, you can't give him an A. Can I get a B plus? You can get a B. Someone that was bad, Mike. And even if you want to give Robbins some, no, I know you got to. If you're going to give Dave the credit, you got to give him the blame. I get it. And and Jed, I love Jed. I think he's clearly a good hire. He needs to win this year. I think you would agree. We have high expectations. He makes a bowl, Uh, softball hire. Baseball hire. Yeah, but I'm talking revenue sports, and I don't mean this in a <laughs> condescending way. Tommy Gunn was an A plus hire. Yeah, no, I, I, I look solid B. If you asked me that three years ago, Mike, what would I have said? Probably an F. Yeah, take your B and run with it. Okay. Now, <laughs> if we're if we're looking at the scales, then right here, somewhere between if eighty to eighty nine is a B, can I get an eighty six out of you? You can get an eighty four. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Jacob Franklin, hop back in here real quick. Come on. Come on. You already do. You can't sneak attack and then just hop out. You already did that. All right. Either way. But good stuff from Arizona basketball. And again, Arizona football, we need you out there. You can make fun of Sheer or you can watch Lamont and myself up in the high rises looking down on the peasants. But um, we need to see you out there 630. And again, Great time to become a PHNX diehard right here. Check it out, phnxlocker.com. All right, Sheer, before we sign off, where can they find you? Uh, wildcatauthority.com, at Jason Sheer on Twitter, and then the Wildcat Scoop podcast with my wife, Shelby.
All right. We got a big week coming up here. We got uh, we got Glenn Parker coming on Wednesday, and we got Shear's best friend Tony Altimore coming in oh Thursday God. to try to um, – uh, let's see here. Tony Altimore, who has been a pretty fair loser about this. I'm going to give him this. He has been. I will give him credit. He's he's kind of taken it, and he's all right. And you guys follow each other now, correct? Uh, he follows me. I don't follow him. Shear, you got to follow him. Come on. Mike, I don't follow many people. Well, you didn't even follow uh, your uh, senior editor Scott Schlittenhart until like a month ago. Yeah, like he, it's a when I follow you, it's a big deal. You know, you I follow like Bruce, those. right? Oh, I, obviously. By the way, can you imagine how fun it would be? And I just I've been thinking about this nonstop, dude. Following Bruce Pasco around in the Holy Land. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm I regretted not going. That's the top reason why I should have gone. I think Michael Lev, and I, don't, I hope I don't get Lev in trouble right here. Maybe it was BJP. One of them said when a football practice, they're like, dude, Bruce would be an amazing interrogator over there. And that he would uh, he would just basically beat down anybody into admitting what he wanted. And then when they thought it was done, a new round of questions comes in. <laughs> so, all right, Sheer, as always, appreciate you. By the way, everybody on here, you guys are all fantastic. Back the A Ray. We need more of you, not less. Dennis Walsh, Sheer, I think you have you blocked. Uh, uh, Dennis has Sheer unblocked uh, you on Twitter. If nice, just muted. He's not blocked. Okay, well, at least we're, it's, it's baby steps right here. But for all, for uh, Sheer and myself and the great Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, we will be back with you tomorrow. Yo, I think I'm still muted. Unmute him. All right, that's your task right there. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.